Welcome to the Akashic Reading Podcast, presented by AkashicReading.com, the place where you can learn to access your soul's wisdom, or at least stop digging the hole any deeper. I'm your host, Terry Uktana, and today we'll be discussing how the technique for accessing your intuition isn't as important as putting in the hours. Because intuition is a skill, and like any skill, you get out of it the amount of effort you put in. In spiritual community, people speak of gifts, being gifted, wanting to know what their gifts are, and so on. The term is misleading and causes all kinds of problems because most of us are not gifted, and gifts are only as good as what we do with them. It's far more accurate and helpful to think of things in terms of skills. All of us have a variety of aptitudes for things and not for others. Someone can excel at sports, but if they never practice, they won't get very far and can actually be a hindrance to their teammates. Someone might not be particularly adept at sculpting, but through practice, mistakes, experiences, and hours put in, they can develop into an amazing artist. No one is born to run a marathon, but quite a few people end up doing it for so many reasons it's impossible to count them all. It takes time and effort, but it can be done, even if you're differently abled. Intuition is a skill. We all have it and mostly unlearn it by the time we're adults unless we grow up in a culture which incorporates it into daily life. People are often surprised and comment on my perceptiveness and intuition concerning all kinds of things, not just people. This stems from the fact I've chosen a way to live in which I incorporate intuition into everything, from which bag of chips to grab at Subway to what a foster cat needs from me in the short, medium, and long term, and everything in between. Like language, the more you use it, the more fluent you become. When it comes to learning how to turn on their intuition and enhance it, what I see most often is people seeking techniques and tools as a solution. It's like thinking the key to successfully running a marathon is what kind of shoes you're wearing. While shoes absolutely influence the situation, there are runners who refuse to wear them at all, some who swear by one brand or another, and still others who don't care that much and wear whatever they want or can afford in the moment. There are plenty of techniques which can help you remember how to intuit, support you in doing it, and even enhance what you're already doing. Will finding the right one make you completely competent and skilled as an intuitive? No. Deciding on one, several, or none is like marathon shoes. You do what's best for you. As long as they support you in running your best race, then you're ahead of the game. Just remember, everyone's needs are different, their preferences are their own, and so what works for you is not and probably won't be the answer for someone else. No matter what technique you decide on or whether you decide to use one at all, the way to work with your intuition is to use it. Think of this like breaking in shoes or jeans. The only way to do this is to get in them and start moving. And like all skills, it's way more helpful to work with them regularly, even daily, than to be a weekender or see them as something unique which you do only on special occasions. Like any skill, you only get better if you practice and only learn if you make mistakes. You'll mess up a bunch at the beginning, beginnings are always awkward, and then less and less as you go along. For those who want to remember how to experience and fully participate with their intuition, there are two places I can recommend you start. Random thoughts and your spidey sense. Random thoughts are things we're taught to dismiss as nonsensical internal white noise or disjointed internal rumblings from a subconscious which needs to be ignored in order to learn its manners. 
While this could be the case, they can also be the third eye processing energy and information. This is different from ongoing internal monologues about issues we're processing, the judging voice which tells us how wrong we are in and about most things, and the desires which goad us into acting on our best and worst behaviors. These random thoughts are your intuition trying to get your attention. To remember how to work with them, first start noticing them consciously. It can help to keep a tiny notebook with you throughout the day or use the note feature on your tablet or your phone and jot them down like a stream of consciousness journal made out of fortune cookie one-liners. You may be surprised how many thoughts like this you have throughout the day. The next step is to note what you're doing when they occur. Context is important when dealing with intuition. No matter where in the web the information is coming from, we're the antenna and what we're doing, where we're doing it, and with whom will tell us how we're tuning into this particular channel therefore how we can repeat the process and even enhance it. Then there's the spidey sense. Even more so than with our random thoughts, we're taught to ignore the signals our body gives us about a person or situation. We force ourselves to look someone in the eye and face them when everything in our body is screaming for us to turn away. We feel our senses go on alert and adrenaline kicking in as we pick up energy signals, but let our mind logic us out of what seems like horror film nonsense only to experience later our senses were right. To remember how to work with our spidey sense means first noticing when you have them. They can appear as Freudian slips where you meant to do this thing, but did that instead. They can be translating our feelings about something or someone which seems completely contrary to what they should be. Or they might be pulling us towards something or pushing away from it which seems more animal than rational. Instead of what we normally do, which is let our mind negate these things, let yourself recognize they happened. Just this much conscious positive attention will begin enhancing them as it gives your body permission to unfold like a fist unclenching. To lean in further, you can start making space for these reactions. This can be a form of mindfulness practice where during each major activity of your day, you stop before doing it and check in with what your body senses are telling you. This should not be an internal going inwards process which cuts off the external, but instead an invitation to bring your senses alive for a moment in order to be fully present to yourself and in the world around you. Once you have the hang of it, you can start doing it with minor activities as well until you've seamlessly incorporated this sensory information into how you navigate in the world. Enhancing your intuition, once you have it going, is not about getting more information in you're more than likely getting plenty. It's acting on the information you're getting. This is easier said than done when we're taught to lead with our brain, understand fully everything we're doing and being in every moment and needing to get our head around things to cope with the world. Acting on our intuition feels and often seems to our logical minds to be counterintuitive. It goes against what's safe, what makes sense, and what we're taught is common sense. However, if we wait to understand it in the moment, we'll wait forever and the moment will be lost. We'll have invalidated ourselves and our senses. This enhances our doubts and stuckness, which isn't handy. The key is to set aside what you want from a situation, what you think about it personally, what's logical or what would be best. Accept the information you get as what you're getting. Don't second guess. Be open to answers which you wouldn't have thought of on your own or which validate what you know but don't want to know and so on. 
then act on the information you get. It's in the follow-through, the actual running of the marathon, that you validate and hone your abilities. Side note, while intuition will lead you on some amazing adventures, leave you with some great stories, and expand you in ways you can't fathom, it's also not an excuse to throw caution to the wind and ignore consequences. It's important to live in balance with this as with all things. So learn to intermingle common sense, logic, and intuition like three legs of a stool. They should all be trusted equally, and there are times when you'll sit in a way you're supported by all of them. But more often, you'll be leaning one way or the other, and so the pressure will be mostly on one leg. For example, common sense is great when dealing with your taxes, but not necessarily when you're confronted with an angry man at the airport. Intuition is wonderful for navigating a party, but not necessarily for figuring out why your grocery bill is so large. The more you use your intuition to navigate your own life, the better you'll come to understand what it's telling you about others and how they live. Best of all, the more you live in harmony with your fully intuitive self, the more of your radiant divinity pours out into the world through nothing more than you being in it. And that's all the time we have this week. If you're interested in knowing more, check out my website, akashicreading.com. Thank you to my patron of honor this week, Jennifer Keene. If you're enjoying this podcast, please consider supporting it by subscribing on Patreon. You can join in patron-only classes, see all my other offerings, and get regular updates about what I'm working on at patreon.com slash Thanks. Bye.